Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor. You might be following me for Miami Heat coverage, but at the Five Reasons Sports Network, we also do the best job of covering the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, not only do we have a podcast in three yards per carry, but we created a Discord. If you want to become a member, you want to speak with thousands of like-minded Dolphin fans, look at video analysis, stage shows, as well as interact with us, Chris, Simon, Alf. You could go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans, and for less than a cup of coffee, that's $3 a month, you could get on there. Yeah, we kind of did a copycat thing, Alfredo, the Heat follow the dolphins in this market so we have now followed you we call ours off the floor it used to be a texting service it's much better than that now not only do we provide host updates there but you can chat 24 7 trust me there's someone doing that right now and we've got other rooms if you want to chat about other sports fantasy gambling or even music we have a music culture page there as well greg sylvander maybe put that one on off the floor only fins that's the extension of what already is the best sports coverage in south florida so how much is yours two dollars and 99 cents per month and you can find it pinned at the top of the five reasons sports twitter page get both on discord welcome to OnlyFans q a live a question and answer show exclusive to OnlyFans and miami dolphins discord server now here's your host Alf. and we're on and welcome to OnlyFans q a live the only show that we do well, we do a, we do several shows, but it's a show that's exclusive only to OnlyFans. Now, how do you get on OnlyFans? It's very simple. If you have Discord, you go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. And we do the show every single Wednesday. This week, we're coming to you on Thursday because the Dolphins play on Monday Night Football. So, therefore, since the week is elongated and everything got pushed back a day, we're doing this on a Thursday. We also do a post game after Hard Knocks every Tuesday. You could get that. As well as, of course, as always, our show, 3YPC, 3 Yards Per K, which comes out every Monday and every Thursday. So there'll be one today. Uh, I hope you are patronizing our, our sponsors and one of them who's stuck with us the entire football season, they're going to be with us until the Super Bowl, is Factor Meals. If you go to factormeals.com forward slash three yards per carry five zero, and that is always the number three yards per carry five zero, and you use the promo code three yards per carry five zero, you get 50% off your first order. And of course, price picks. Go to price picks forward slash three yards pricepicks.com forward slash three yards you use the promo code three yards the number three yards you deposit $100 you get $100 it's as simple as that all right the news of the day was Austin Jackson who would have thought 2020 they have that draft remember that draft remember that draft that for for about two years everybody was saying oh my god Chris Greer blew it fire Chris Greer well, we can all call those people a bunch of idiots right now, okay? Because that draft not only produced Tua Tungabalo, which is the best quarterback in Dolphin history besides Dan Marino. Yes, better than, than Bob Greasy, okay? 
Uh, it produced Austin Jackson, who's the franchise right tackle now, and they got him at a good value. Produced Rob Hunt. Pretty good player, right? One of the best guards in football. Produced Raekwon Davis. Trust me, you're going to need him if Kristen Wilkins has to walk because they can't pay him. Pretty good player. Produced Brandon Jones. Pretty nice player, right? Came off the edge in this last game. Gives us nice depth at safety. Has a really good skill set as a blitzer. Give us Blake Ferguson. Uh, he's going to be the new John Denny. He's going to be snapping footballs here for like the next 15 years. That was a spectacular draft, people. And it's now been proven correct. So I warn you, do not listen to anything that is written on Twitter. Because it's probably wrong. It's a good indication. If you fade anything that you see on Twitter, you're probably going to be right. So, yes. Now, what do I think of the deal? Spectacular deal. Three years, $36 million, roughly $20 million guaranteed. We shall know more details as the days go on. We don't know how this thing is structured. But um, special thanks to Kyle Krabs. I listened to him t- today, and he was breaking down this deal. And because I remember when I saw the 336 for 20, I was like, why does that why is that familiar to me? And I was like, you know what? Nobody in the Dolphins told me this number. So it wasn't like I had insight or I had, you know, any insider knowledge as far as, you know, the contract that they were going to put on the table for Austin Jackson. But I was like, why is this familiar? Well, it's familiar for two very, very big reasons. Okay, this uh, last offseason, the Atlanta Falcons gave K. Caleb McGarry, three years, $34 million, 16 guaranteed, right? That was the guy that some Dolphin fans wanted. You got to keep your own for pretty much essentially the same money. And Rob Havenstein, 31-year-old right tackle for the Los Angeles Rams. He got three years, $34 million, $24 million guaranteed. So they essentially signed Austin Jackson for what Caleb McGarry, for what the Falcons got Caleb McGarry for. And for what the Rams got Rob Havenstein for. Do you like Austin Jackson better than those two guys? I do. This is a good deal. Remember Mike McGlinchey? $17 million a year to the Broncos? What a disaster that was. You want to see a bigger disaster? How about Jawan Taylor? Four years, $80 million, $20 million a year to the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys saw him play against the Dolphins. He's not good. Jawan Taylor's just not a good player. At least not anymore. Maybe, you know, maybe he's having a bad season. Maybe, although he hasn't been on the injury report, maybe he's playing injured. But this is great value, and this is what you want to do. Now, there's going to be sacrifices. Remember, you did. We weren't counting on this money in in camp. Okay, in camp, we weren't thinking. Oh, got to set aside twelve million dollars a year for Austin Jackson. Don't forget. No, we weren't thinking that. We were probably thinking, yeah, you got to set aside around $12 million for Rob Hunt. Right? And we were talking about, how about $21 million for Kristen Wilkins? Well, somebody just lost some money. And somebody probably got put off the team for the offseason. But that's a question for another day. Now, who's going to be who's gonna be sacrificed? Well, I kind of have an idea of who those names are. That could be sacrificed. But I will say this, okay? Dolphins expenditure on the offensive line is somewhere around $31 million. It's going to go up next year, okay? Uh, the Ravens spend the most. They're about $50 million, $51 million. 
So stop playing with that that money. Do you want the Dolphins to have the most expensive offensive line in the NFL? If you do, then you're talking about re-signing Connor Williams and Rob Hunt and keeping Teron Armstead around. If you don't, you want to play with that top 10 designation, then you could break out your calculator. I have. And you're playing with about $15 million. Okay? Which means you already got Austin Jackson in the fold. You got $15 million to spend between Rob Hunt and Connor Williams. How the hell are you going to do that? Very simply. You're going to have to defer some money. You have to give bigger bonuses. You're going to have to make maybe longer deals with some phony baloney language in it that makes deals look bigger than they really are, but with with voidable years. You have to get really, really, really creative. Can they do it? Yes. Uh, also dug a little bit into Toron Armstead. I don't know how you get out from under tomorrow, uh, next year because is he worth more to you? If Is he worth so little to you that you're willing to damage your cap to be done with him because you're not going to save much money he might actually cost you money if you cut him to play on another team so i think teron armstead might be here next year and then of course that will be his last season here as they'll probably move on to save his money but they're going to have an expensive offensive line next year if you're keeping all of those guys i wonder if they're planning on sacrificing one of them uh but for sure, Austin Jackson was not sacrificed. All right, we have a few guys in the queue as I bring you up. If you ask questions in the chat, I will get to them as well. But I have a few guys in the chat that have raised their hands, and I will bring you on. And as soon as I bring you on, uh, just identify yourself, and you could ask your question. All right. Hey, Al. Hey. Hey. Uh, this is Justin Bell, Jibbles, Minnesota Dolphin fan. Uh I apologize if this was touched on in Hard Knocks or the latest podcast. I'm behind. I've been behind at work. So apologies if this has already been answered. But staying along the same lines of the cap space, just watching you know Van Ginkle fill JP's spot um, and the deal he took to stay on the team and just watching Hard Knocks on how his wife was talking about, oh, crap, we didn't have a house, and then he signed there. Mm-hmm. Do you? him being a candidate for a team-friendly contract or do you think he's going to be gone to get to get his money from whatever team that will offer it well look i'm pretty certain that his wife wants to stay around here sam sam's just she's a lovely person and if you follow her on twitter she she's pretty active on there um yeah i'm pretty sure he wants to stay here now here's the thing okay uh can they keep him absolutely uh, they're not, you know, they haven't begun to spend the money on the defensive side of the ball. And if Christian Wilkins is going to walk, well, you know, there's some money there to be to be spent. Emmanuel Ogba is probably not going to be around, so you can move his money around. Uh, although I think that they had to start moving some of that money from the defense to the offense very, very, very soon, meaning next year. But maybe they're thinking about, you know what? You know, we're okay with what we have right now on offense. We'll keep digging for that third wide receiver. We're going to keep going cheap at tight end because we have to. Our running backs are not expensive because we get vets and we got HN on a rookie deal. So the big money is really only a year from now on Tua, and we still have Tua for cheap in 2024 because he's on his fifth-year option. So, you know, we got the money. Here's my fear. 
Everybody else has tape as well. Everybody else is watching. Can you compete with somebody that just loses it and says five years, sixty-five million for Andrew Van Ginkle? Probably not, right? I think that's the fear. Uh, I think they'll try to compete for him, but if somebody decides to break the bank and if they're paying attention, look, he's gonna have the balance of the season, and he's gonna have high-profile games in the in the postseason where he's gonna shine and earn a ton of money. I could see somebody losing it. I could see somebody just going out there and saying, you know what? We're going to pay, and we're going to pay big. And if that's the case, what are we going to do? We'll just sit there and just stare at him leaving. That's all we can do, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You got, you got anything and, else? Um, The other question I was going to ask is, what kind of figures were we looking at if uh, we had done the fifth-year option for Jackson? It was about $14.5 million. So, so we saved. Wow. Okay. So they saved. They <laughs> saved a lot of money. So it was the smart thing to not give them the the fifth year option, and then uh, you know just go with with this uh, wait and see approach. You know, go earn your money, and sure enough, he earned his money. And look, uh, I'm going to give a lot of credit to Austin Jackson, more credit than 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 I've given to most players, because this is a guy that was given a task, and he decided, you know what, I'm going to transform my body. Back to how I looked as a rookie, he got himself into some ridiculous shape. He looked fabulous in training camp when I first saw him. And I'm like, this guy is for real. And the first time he met the media, he told the media, like, basically, look, I got slimmed down. I got in the best shape of my life. And I'm going to prove all of you wrong. I can play this game and I can play it at a high level. And I will play it at a high level. And guess what? He called the shot. Uh, the man has 13 pressures allowed all season. We're in week 14, guys. Okay. You know, for my money, he's already a Pro Bowl. Is he an All Pro? Possibly. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. The, the guy, the guy called the shot, bet on himself, and won. And we're getting yeah, a good no, deal. There's... We're getting a good deal. Like, like seriously, man. Yeah, you know, you either want the player or you don't. Caleb McGarry, Rob Havenstein, really? That's what we're going to fight over? You know what I mean? Like, if, uh, if, no, if he, I'm just happy he's good. <laughs> he's 24 he's years phenomenal. old. That's another thing. He's 24 years old, man. Like, you know, he's 24 years old, and you got him out of value. Okay? So this is a good day. This is a really good day for Austin Jackson. It's a really good day for the Miami Dolphins. I think they got a, a good player out of good value. All right. No, definitely. I was pumped waking up to seeing that. So uh, one last note. I, we joked about it on Twitter, but uh, I'd love any sort of uh, offensive line uh, classes. If you because that, that my knowledge on that is is limited. I, I, I use your guys' information as much to, to rely on it. So I, I'd love to get the inner workings or anything like that. If you have anything up your sleeve for that or for the off season. But other than that, thank you, sir. And. Have a great rest of your day. All right, man. Thank you. All right. As I bring you up, just uh, identify yourself. Remember, all you got to do is just give your name. You don't have to give your social security number, your blood type, your shoe size, none of that stuff. Just your name. All right. You're up. Hey, Alf. How you doing? Good. Um, I'm Mike from up in Maryland, and uh, I just wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on the Christian Wilkins deal or no deal. Um, 
he really seems like a glue player for our team and big part of our culture. And I think I'd probably cry if he walked, <laughs> but, well, um, do you think we should break the bank for him or is, uh, is it the smart play to stand on our, on our deal that we offered and hope for the best? Well, uh, I would say this. I absolutely love the player. He's one of my favorite players on this team. He's a great player. Uh, I think that they had a, a competitive offer for him. Uh, I was told that it was in the neighborhood of what Dexter Lawrence got offered, which was his teammate from Clemson. He decided that wasn't enough. Um, I I hope, and my hope and prayer is that that offer is probably still on the table, and maybe he reconsiders it. But you said you'd probably cry if he left the team. Well, you might want to stock up on some some tissues, okay? Because some of that money is being doled out right now, and somebody's going to have to pay for this. And it could be Christian. Now, the good news is that he's just not going to walk somewhere for nothing, okay? The good news is that they could probably tag him and they could probably get a second-round pick for him. But my hope, and I've been told that it's not set in stone yet, that he's gone. My hope is that at season's end, they will put that Dexter Lawrence deal in front of him. He'll look at it. He'll decide this is a lot of money. I'm 28. I'll take a lot of money to stay with the team that drafted me and stay with the with the defense I'm comfortable in and a city that I've grown to really appreciate. So, absolutely, I'd, I'd love to see him consider it, but he didn't this offseason. He bet on himself to get more, and I wonder if that's, you know, that he's going to stick to his guns again, you know? At some point, you know, at some point, you know, it's no longer in the organization's hands. It's in the player's hands. You either want to be here or you don't, okay? Rich is rich, and remember, this is the state of Florida. You know, where are you going to go? You're going to go play for, for the Giants, play with Dexter Lawrence? Cool, that's New York. You want to pay their taxes? You want to compare their taxes to ours? You want to compare your contract with Dexter Lawrence's contract? How about we just give you Dexter Lawrence's contract and then you could compare your tax returns after one year and tell me who got the better deal. So at some point, it's on the player. You're going to be rich either way. You either want to be here or you don't. You like this city. You want to stay here. You want to stay here while we build this thing or we ride this, this window out. Or you don't, and I I got was I, I got the sense that that Christian Wilkins and his representatives were being a little bit uh, unrealistic toward the end of of camp. He bet on himself, so and he won, and we shall see now where those talks stand at season's end. But I hope they put that that offer back on the table for him at season's end. It'll come at the expense of something, so you can't keep everybody. Like, like, there's no way to keep everybody. Somebody has to be sacrificed. You have anything else? Uh, what's your gut say? You think we nailed on that number one seed? Uh, depends on this weekend. I'll tell you what. If the Bills beat the Chiefs this weekend, I, I do believe they're going to get the one seed. If the Chiefs beat the Bills, man, <laughs> it's going to be rough. Once you give away the tiebreaker, man. What happened? Don't tell me I have to go for the Bills. I don't know if I can do it. Well, you know, I, I'm looking at that game, and I'm completely, you know, I'm completely confused by it. Um, you can look at it two ways. If you want the Bills dead and buried, and you want to clinch the division with just two wins here in the next two weeks at home, 
then cool, root for the Chiefs. But man, I, I really do fear if the Chiefs win that game, I think that they're that the the Arrowhead Invitational is back on this year again because that schedule for the Chiefs is absolute dog crap. Like they play nobody. So I think they'll run the table. They beat the Bills. I think they're running. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the table, and maybe we got one more loss in us. So, you know, it's going to be difficult. Uh, it's, we can't win any tiebreaker with the Chiefs. Like, there's no, there's no tiebreaker we could win with the Chiefs. We lost that game. That was key. So, there is no, there is no room for error whatsoever. Uh, if you want the one seed, Dolphins pretty much have to win out if you, if you really look at it. Because I, I really do believe the Chiefs are going to win uh, this Sunday against the Bills. But, yeah, mixed emotions, man. Yeah, the bright side on that is it seems like the last two years we've come out of the bye a little bit rusty. So uh, maybe uh, playing straight through is the best thing for us. But good, good observation, man. And, uh, good, good observation because you. this year, this year we played the Raiders off the bye, right? So, yeah. so pretty good observation. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, thank you for I appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you so much. All right, man. All right, as I bring you up, identify yourself. All right, you're up. All right. I know now, David, out in San Diego, uh, with the improvements in the O-line, I know we're all in love with Butch right now, but uh, how much of that do you attribute to Butch or maybe Scheme, or has Frank Smith still got his hands involved, or is it kind of a, a mixture of Butch taking on the the way McDaniel teaches things with the film cut-ups and the, showing players the whys to it, but how much of that are you really putting on Butch on his own? Uh, a lot of it, because Frank Smith is no longer involved with the offensive line whatsoever. He's too busy coordinating the offense and practicing the team. Now, every once in a while, he does talk to guys on the offensive line. He talks to the tight ends, the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, because he's putting together the game plan, and Mike McDaniel's calling the plays on the side. But uh, Butch Barry is the one who's who's drilled the technique uh, and techniques to the to these guys consistently. And he seems to have a hierarchy and he seems to have uh, some thoughts on who is who on this offensive line. And those guys have produced for him. And he's, he's also developing guys that we never thought could actually play, like Keon Smith. Liam Meikenberg, for, for Christ's sake, is actually playing really, really well. So, yeah, I, I, I would give a lot of credit to Butch Berry. And I got to speak with him in training camp this year. He's really, really candid. And you could tell that that he knew the task at hand and he kind of understood what they were trying to do. But if I had to put out the credit, look, half of it has to go at least to the players. At least half of it has to go to the players. I would go then, you know, like uh, 30% to Butch and then 20% to the scheme, you know. So, yeah, Butch Barry deserves a lot of credit. You think uh, McDaniel's way of teaching may have rubbed off and got him to change that narrative around about his – Persona, I guess, that we heard out of Denver was all that just garbage. Uh, I'm I'm guessing that a lot of the stuff we heard coming out of Denver was just sour grapes and bullshit. You know, as simple as simple as that. You know, I I'm, I I, t- I tend to not believe a lot of those narratives, a lot of that bullshit. By the way, I was told, and I tried to run that 
that up the flag. Paul was told a lot of that is bullshit. That some of it was even like made up. Like that story that you heard that that they applauded when he got fired. If it sounded like bullshit at the time, it was probably bullshit. Guess what? It was bullshit. Nobody's out there clapping and celebrating when people get fired. What are we, stupid? But it gets repeated on Twitter because that's what Twitter does. You know? Yeah. Right on, man. Appreciate all you guys do, man. All right, man. By the way, let me ask you, man. You're in San Diego. How's Del Mar looking? What was the last time you've been there? Oh, I'm like uh, 15 minutes away, dude. So I'm, uh, I drive through pretty regularly. It's, it's always nice. <laughs> nice, man. I can't wait to get out there. I got to get out there. Love San Diego. All right, man. Thank will, you. Thank you. All right. Thank you for participating as I bring you up. And this will be the last one. And then I'm going to go through all the questions that got asked in the chat. So... After this last speaker is done, then I'll go through all these questions that got flooded into the chat. All right. Uh, what's your name? V Sniper, V Sniper on Twitter, same same handle, whatever, whatnot. Cool. Um <laughs> just seeing the uh Bills head coach McDermott thing that came out today about referencing the nine eleven hijackers. Oh my god, man. If you got that in front look, I don't have it in front of me, so it's gonna be a pain in the ass. And the worst thing I could do, uh the worst thing you could do on air is have dead air dead you know, dead air. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh-huh. if you have it with you, you could read it into your microphone and that'd be cool. Uh, I don't I don't have it with me, but it's in it's in premium there's a link in premium vetted of like a, a, a long Twitter thread of it. Well but, can you oh paraphrase? My, Do you remember what he what was said in it? Um it says I uh, take the Niagara Falls speech from ninth from December two thousand one. Locals will recall newswoman deliberately driving through one nah, actually that's not it. It, I, it's, I I don't have like the whole the whole thing. I'd have to. Was it the one? It. Was it the one that he was saying? You know, what did all the, the terrorists have in common? And he was talking about teamwork or some shit like that. <laughs> some shit like it said, that. It said something by the intent with the, of the meeting in two thousand nine, in which he referenced nine eleven, was to emphasize the importance of communication. Nice. And he was used, and he was using the terrorists as an example of communication. <laughs> nice. You know, that, that's like saying, you know, the, the Nazis had pretty nifty uniforms, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I guess, like, you know, my, my question was, what you, what was your opinion on all that? But if, like, you don't know, you don't have one, that's cool. But um, if if the Bills don't make a run here, do you think he gets canned? Like, I would say, my God, like, like I would bet big money, right? But some yeah. so, some people around that team are saying, no, he's safe. And I'm How thinking to myself, wait a minute, he's <laughs> safe? How is he safe? Like, look, let, let's let's game plan this a little bit. They're 6-6, six and six, okay? They're playing the Chiefs this week, all right? Of, obviously, we're talking about him getting canned, so we're going to make the, the worst-case scenario, right? Uh, they lose this weekend, they lose to the Cowboys. Because trust me, if they lose this weekend, they're probably losing to the Cowboys. That means that they're 6-8. and eight. They got the Dolphins on, on the schedule. Dolphins might need that game for the one seed. That's 10 losses, yep. isn't it? That's seven, eight. No, that's nine losses, which means eight and nine with that roster, and he keeps his job. And I mean, as much as Josh Allen's turning the ball over, he's getting it into the end zone too. Yeah, no. Uh, somebody, no. That somebody posted. Somebody posted in the in the chat what was said at St. John's Fisher College in Pittsburgh. Pittsford, New York, McDermott's morning address began innocently enough. He told the entire team they needed to come together, but then 
Sources on hand say he used a strange model. The terrorists of September 11, 2001, <laughs> he cited the hijackers as a group of people who were all able to get on the same page and orchest to orchestrate the attacks to perfection. One by one, McDermott started asking specific players in the room questions. What tactics do you think they used to come together? A young player tried to methodically answer. What do you think their biggest obstacle was? A veteran answered to DSA which mercifully lightened the mood. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. You know what? I always, found, I always found, you know, Ted Bundy's courtroom demeanor to be very, very respectful and professional. So he deserves credit for that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just hope, I just hope that organization isn't smart enough to fire him and like pursue somebody like Ben Johnson, who like, I think could unlock Josh Allen to another level. Or, or or do the gambit that I think could happen. Remember Bill Belichick's uh, dream job is the Giants, okay? Yeah. You know, what if you have this, this two-way trade? What if the Patriots trade Bill Belichick to the Giants for a second-round pick, let's say? And then the Giants trade Brian Dayball to the Bills for a second-round pick. Everybody yeah, I mean, Dave, everybody will be pretty the, happy. No, Dable Dable's got the experience with JA, so that's a, that's that's you know could be a good trade. But looking at what you know Ben Johnson does in schematics with the Lions' offense, they're finely tuned offense, man. Mm -hmm. No, nah, that would be that would be interesting if they, if they manage to pull that off. But lucky for us, it looks like they they want to keep McDermott. <laughs> so you know, great, right? <laughs> somebody somebody yeah. had an interesting statistic with coaches and QBs and how long um, you know coaches would be together with a QB before they would be you know Super Bowl winners or something and and it was like a four or five year span yeah I've and, seen it uh, usually and, it's like three the the sweet spot is three four five years I think once you made it past five years and you didn't go to a Super Bowl you're not you didn't going. get there yeah you didn't get there <laughs> yeah so great thing that we're in year two you know yeah. It's yep. also a great thing that we're gonna make. We're probably gonna be in the Super Bowl the next three years in a row. So, I would, I would love it. As long <laughs> as we win, I would love it. If we lose, uh... <laughs> yeah. You got anything else? Nah. I mean, we're two and five with Shula. It's time to become three and six. Yep. That's the plan. So, that's the plan. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, man. All right, uh, we're going to get to some of these questions in the chat, and then we'll be out of here, and we'll talk again next week. As far as uh, injury report, it's mostly phony baloney today. To, uh, you know you know what we're we're watching. We're really watching two guys on the offensive line, Teron Armstead, Robert Hunt. Um, my guess, if I had to guess, and it has to be a guess at this point of the week, Teron Armstead plays, Robert Hunt does not. So at least... But it's just a guess. We will learn more tomorrow and headed toward Monday as far as who's going to be available for that game. We do know that Javon Holland is still nursing his injury. so And they're going to be cautious with it. They've actually said they're going to be cautious with his injury. And it makes sense because you're going to need him going forward. You're going to need him for the push to the Super Bowl. Yes, I said that. All right, here are some questions. Uh, first questions. AJ, New Deal. On a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you? I'm going to go 9. I'm not going to say 10. I'm going to go 9 because he's really only done it for one year. But then again, if you add on the added bonus that he's only 24, 
man, it's hard not to be close to a 10. Very happy with the deal. But I'm going to give it a 9. I'm going to give it, I'm going to reserve a point to see how it shakes out and also for the the particulars of what's in the, the deal. All right, next question is, is the salary cap in fact not real? Oh, it's very real. You just got to know what you're doing. And with Brandon Shore, the Dolphins have, man, they got their own Andy Ellisberg. He is a top guy. So they have a top salary cap guy. They know what they're doing. And let's face it, man, Chris Greer's done a great job. These are good problems to have. Like, my God, we can't sign all our great players. Those are good problems, you know? They found these guys once. They'll find them again. All right, next question. Um, they will rest- Okay, I guess this is a statement. They will restructure a bunch of guys and keep everyone and even add to this team. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, we're adding people. I don't know if we're adding people. Let's just try to keep what's on our... Let's just eat what's on our plate right now, okay? Let's, let's try to keep what we have. All right, next question. If you had to choose one, I love these choose one uh, questions. Who would you give the most amount of credit for the low amount of sacks and QB hits we are taking this year? One, Tua. Two, the O-line. Three, Butch Barry. If I had to rank them, well, look, I'm going to rank players ahead of coaches in every respect. So I think you got the order correct. I think it's Tua, the O-line, and then Butch Barry. So I'm always going to give credit to the players over coaches, no matter who the coach is, okay? Uh, the players play, coaches coach. But, yes, Tua is Tua's very offensive line friendly. Now, if you're going to be completely incompetent in front of him, you're going to screw him up, and there's nothing he can do to save you. So it's a combination of both, but I'll give Tua the credit because he is very quick, he has, uh, very quick with, uh, with his reads and with his release, and he gets rid of the ball so fast. But he also has spectacular pocket presence. You hearing that, Stephen Ruiz? All right, next question. Do we read anything with the missing players? That, uh, I just said we don't. Uh, yeah, we don't have to read any anything into the missing players for today or anything. Um, we're just monitoring. Uh, we're just keeping our ears to the wind and seeing if, you know, we are blessed with any more knowledge tomorrow as far as who will, in fact, play on Monday. We are monitoring those two spots on the offensive line. Uh, we kind of know the direction where we're going with uh, Javon Holland, okay? Likely not playing, maybe. All right, somebody writes, today is basically Wednesday of a normal week. That's true, because they're playing Monday, so they pushed everything back a day. All right, another question. Is there a bigger surprise this season than the performance and impact of Butch Barry? That's a Great question. Uh, the offensive line, regardless of injury or availability, has been outstanding. Yes, they have. So, yeah, Butch Barry, uh, yeah, he's probably the biggest surprise. Uh, Butch Barry is the biggest surprise. All right. Uh, my question is off topic, but do you think Cam Smith will get some run if we are up on the Titans? Uh, yes. Uh, they've done that already. So, yeah, Cam Smith is uh, will get some run. He's gotten some snaps in some garbage, ga- garbage 10 games. So... They could engineer engineer some garbage time in the fourth. You could see Cam Smith out there uh, with the first team. So, yeah, absolutely. Are you ready for our fans to make this Super Bowl run? We've been waiting decades for their contender. They're a contender for the Super Bowl. So, absolutely. Another question. Do we root for the Bills or the Chiefs this week? I'm 50-50. I'm 50-50 as well. I don't know how this is going to work out, you know. But the choice is simple. 
If you want the Bills dead and buried, you root for the Chiefs. Okay? Because if the Bills lose, Miami beats the Titans, Miami beats the Jets, the Dolphins are celebrating an AFC Eastern Division crown after that Jet game. If you want a leg up on the Chiefs, then you got to root for the Bills because I do not see a loss on the Chiefs roster. I mean, on the Chiefs schedule the rest of the way. Uh, talk about cupcakes. Yeah, they play damn near nobody the rest of the way. I do believe the Chiefs will win out after this Bills game. I kind of think they're going to beat the Bills. They're going to beat the Bills and, you know, we could be playing for the two seed. And I understand we're ahead of them, but you got to think that maybe there's one more loss, especially since we're resting people. You know, we're very being very, very cautious with our injuries, and we don't really want to push it, you know, any more than we have to either. So, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Chiefs win, but you probably have to root for the Bills. I'm pretty certain you have to root for the Bills. Um, another question: If Tua ever does a tell-all, uh, Flores will be toast. Well, I think everybody knows what happened with Flores, so. <laughs> I don't think he has to do a, a tell-all. Uh, Van Ginkle has earned $8 million in his career. Serious payday sets him up for good. Absolutely. And I think that that can happen for him. Look, he's going to have every opportunity. He's, he's going to be on the field. Jalen Phillips is not coming back this year. So, you know, he's going to be counted on. So he's going to play a lot of high-profile games. He's going to play in that Cowboy game. The whole nation's going to be watching that Cowboy game. Everybody's going to be watching that Ravens game on New Year's Eve. Okay. People are going to be watching him in the playoffs. You don't think that that dude is getting pick sixes or strip strip sack fumbles in, in the playoffs? That everybody's going to say, wait a minute. Every time that this guy plays, he makes a play. Yeah, we're paying this guy. He's going to be an edge player for us. And he might be gone because we won't be able to compete for him. Like somebody throws out a big, a big number for him, we can't compete. Because Jalen Phillips is going to be starting opposite of Bradley Chubb next year. So we can't compete with that number. Uh, somebody writes, Tua is 4-0 after buys. Very, very, very true. Yeah, but we always seem a little off. So, okay, so you got, these guys are <laughs> debating in the in the chat. Uh, yeah, I'm reading the McDermott thing. That's hilarious. Uh, I thought it was satire. Yeah, somebody writes, I thought it was satire at first. Um, somebody, oh, oh, shit. I meant to ask you, Alf, are you going to the Dallas game? No, I was going to go to the Dallas game. Was, but it's New Year's Eve, man. I mean, not New Year's Eve. It's going to be Christmas Eve. Nah, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the game. And then afterwards, you know, go roast a pig to celebrate. Uh, another question. Any chance signing Zach Ertz? Uh, supposedly Miami is not in on Ertz. Uh, it's the Eagles. It's the 49ers. And I think there's an AFC team that was in on him. Not the Ravens, by the way. So, no, I don't think that Miami's in on him. I think that they explored it because he's a good player, and it's their job to explore it. But I don't think that they're going to be in on that. Uh, just a few more questions. Do you think this is X's final season? I'm not convinced Cam Smith is it yet. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is Xavier Howard's final season, but I will say his money might be useful. All right, um, let me see. Any other questions? 
Nope, that's it. I think we could finish it up right here. Okay, as always, we go on the air as soon as Tuatunga Valoa is finished speaking every single week on Wednesdays, usually. This week it was Thursday because they're playing on Monday Night Football. We are on the air. This show was especially long because we had a lot of questions. Thank you all who participated. See you next week. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans Q&A Live. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.